Hey guys, Arjun here from the Twin Cast, about to give you another review of a movie I recently saw entitled The Master by the great director Paul Thomas Anderson. Be sure to give us a five-star review, comment down below, and hit that subscribe button. So this film follows a very mentally ill and drunk and violent World War II veteran named Freddie Quell as he meets a charismatic man named the master and begins to become engrossed by a new movement in a post-World War II America in, called The Cause. So The Master is a film I have been wanting to see for a long time after I saw my first Paul Thomas Anderson film, There Will Be Blood, which now has become one of my favorite films of all time and is probably in my top 20 favorite films of all time because it is that good. And when I saw The Master, I was immediately hooked by both the director the idea and the excellent cast. And I cannot, and I have to say this movie did not disappoint. This might be one of the best movies I have seen in a long, long time. This film was so excellent and so just intense and psychologically interesting and interesting and fascinating. I can see why people call Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the greatest directors of the of the gener of generation X that makes a lot of sense because he is an excellent and absolutely magnificent director. And I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to preface this review by saying that although I've only seen one, one of his other films, I am planning to watch all of his films very soon. So I think my biggest positive, my biggest takeaway from this film is just how excellent the performances are. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix turn in, some of the best performances of the past 10 years and possibly turn in one of the greatest, some of the greatest performances I have ever seen. The acting, their, their kind of vulnerability and their ability to just act without actually saying anything really had added this like layer of just beauty and their performances are just so inspiring. And just, they're just so excellent and that I can't even put into words how much I, how much I loved and appreciated what they did for this film. They added such a layer of honestly beauty to such a kind of horrific and truly sad film. And I think that their performances and their relationship, which is kind of not very vocal. There's not a lot said between the two of them. It's so good though. It's so excellent. And I really enjoyed it. And the other thing I wanted to say and preface is that this is a film I think that will take several rewatches to to truly decode all of the meanings because there are a few scenes in the film. This is not a negative, not going to knock it back. A lot of my favorite films like The Shining have scenes that are very odd and feel almost out of place but have a significant metaphorical meaning. And I think that this film includes several, including a kind of sing and dance number with Bill Seymour Hoffman, he's sitting, singing with this these women and playing piano. That's a very odd scene. And I think that another scene that I even think the opening is a little bit kind of elusive. And the, and, the, and the true meaning of that scene slowly unfolded for me. It took me a long time to truly decode what it meant because the film is very cyclical. It has this, one of its kind of motifs, I guess you could say, is there's a cyclical, um, every action in the film is cyclical. The actions of Freddie Quell, Joaquin Phoenix, is he moves to a new place. He gets he gets drunk, 
gets in a conflict and he runs away. It's this kind of perpetual and never ending cycle of destruction and self-destruction and harm that was really interesting and really well explored. And I think that I've been reading a lot of J.D. Salinger and kind of trauma literature, as it's called, in the of the post-World War II psyche. And Freddie Quell exemplifies this mental health, this kind of drinking problem, this kind of loner mentality that was so prevalent in this kind of, in a post-World War II. And I think that in a post-World War II mentality. And I think that the film's exploration of the theme of loneliness and trauma almost are at the forefront. And I think that the cause, although the understanding and trying to understand this kind of cause and cult-like mentality is important to the film, I think the film's real message is kind of trying to find connection. The only the only place that Freddie can find any sort of connection is in this cult-like weird kind of cult-like weird group. I think that's really interesting for Paul Thomas Anderson to use kind of understanding cults and the mentality of cults as a way to also reconcile the understanding of loneliness and connection because that's a prevalent theme also in There Will Be Blood, even though There Will Be Blood is kind of about capitalism and greed. It's also kind of about the connection between Daniel Plainview and his son, I think that trying to understand connection and loneliness in in a world where it feels like where everyone feels alone is a really interesting way to do that with the cause. And I think that I can definitely see Anderson is somewhat inspired by the work of J.D. Salinger and other authors of the time in this like in of postmodernism. And I think that really that really adds a layer of complexity to a film that's already extremely complex. I think that this kind of picturesque way that the film is shot, if you see the framing of each shot, it's almost like a little bit condensed and picture-like, which is a really interesting motif as well as like photography is a big part of both kind of the work of Catcher in the Ryan Salinger, but also of the film because Freddie Quell is a photographer. And I think that his kind of constant self-destructiveness kind of repeats constantly. And then and I think that's a really interesting idea of the film. I think that what I want to say is Philip Seymour Hoffman turns in an excellent performance as well as the master as someone who's almost exerting control over everyone he knows. And that this, the relationship between him has, and um, Freddie Quell is really fascinating because it's kind of the first time I think that the master has met someone who is not completely in love or infatuated with his ideals. It's someone who almost challenges him to a degree, but not overtly challenges him. That creates this really interesting relationship between the two. And I think that it kind of adds to their rivalry or maybe rivalry. I don't know. That whole relationship is really tough for me to decode. It's, it's definitely an interesting relationship between the two. And I think that their relationship is kind of the driving force of a, film where the narrative is not as, as important as rather the the ideas that are being explored as well as the excellent performances. I think that Amy Adams is very underappreciated in this film. She turns in this very controlling kind of really mean performance almost that is kind of, she she's so controlling of the master and kind of so suspicious of Freddie Quell and his actions. I think she adds a really interesting layer to the film that's to a film that's already so excellent 
and already a film that I'm absolutely in love with and really enjoy. And to be honest, I just really love this film. I think it was, it might've been, it might be one of the best films I have seen in the past five to 10 years because of the performances, the cinematography, the themes, everything about this film is so good. And the only reason I can't give it a five, only reason I, I probably won't go an A plus is that first of all, I haven't seen it a, a second time. And I also think that this is going to be a hard one to revisit with time. As I can see myself rewatching There Will Be Blood, I'm probably going to try to watch Boogie Nights soon and kind of some of his other films. I feel like this one will probably be one that I don't think I can rewatch because of, first of all, how heavy it is and just kind of how, how I have to be like in this kind of hyper-focused state of mind. And I, and I just think that it's one that's going to be hard to rewatch over time, but it's going to be one that I'm going to keep thinking about and kind of trying to understand and decide, decode what the film is really trying to say. So this was a little bit more of a rambly kind of trying to get my thoughts out about a really excellent film. You know, everything about this film was awesome. The directing, the cinematography, even though the second act is a little bit slow, it really picks up in the third act. And that final scene of him hugging that sand woman was such a such a genius way to end the film bringing it full circle and really showing what kind of the whole message i think of the film was about so i really i really love this film and i am going to go with a very hard rating to receive but i am going with an a that is a really high rating for me i think that i've given very few films an a plus but this is an a i think that everyone has to see it there is, I think it's one of the few films I feel is extremely unique. I don't know if I've seen something like it before. And I think that it moved me, but it also kind of horrified me at the same time. So I just really enjoyed it. I want to say thank you so much. Give this, subscribe to the channel, leave a five-star review, comment down below. What are your thoughts on Paul Thomas Anderson in general? What other films should I see by him? And please tell me, what are your thoughts on The Master? I want to say, make sure to also... Reel it in. Peace, guys.